It's Dr. Simcha Conan. It's Wednesday night, and this is Dr. Simcha and Nisim. And Nusim. And Nusi. And we are on the air. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Now, you know what is on my mind? You know what's on my mind? Only you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, my wife knows what's on my mind generally. If, if I don't know, then she tells me. But <laughs> history, yesterday, what's going on? Do children really realize what's going on in the world? Should children go on? I think it's a miracle that the kids are away at camp. I think that it's a miracle that they're protected from the news. Because what's going on in the world, I don't know about you, it's scaring the living daylights out of me. Because it's showing me again and again that Hashem is just saying, I am in charge, and that's it. <laughs> and the fact is that the entire world is sitting there and is allowing this to happen, and allowing them to they're making decisions... They're giving nuclear, they're giving nuclear whatever to Iran. Everybody's sitting there with their thumbs in their nose, going, oh, "It's no big deal." <laughs> I mean, I think to me that's an indication. Kosh Baruch Hu is saying that no matter how much we try and protect ourselves, Kosh Baruch Hu runs the show. And you have all logic is against it. Everything you hear Benjamin Netanyahu telling logic, 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 everybody seems like a bunch of divs. Uh, you know what? I want to tell you something. It will give me all the time just think to to hear these stories and all what's going on around us. It's only to show that Lev Melachim Vesarim Be'ad Hashem, and we don't have anything to think to be worried about it. I'm telling you, I don't worry about it. I know that I call it tova. I know that everything is for good. Because really, it's something that's really strange going on in this world. I don't know if you heard the Israeli show that last week we had here, and we also talk about it, that there's some kind of, of protocol just leaked out from the Vatican uh, of meeting of the cardinals over there, and it's really, really annoying and unbelievable things that you, we have to understand, you know, that as, as it, it says like this, it's, it was... Uh, in the in the French news news uh, paper, and they're talking about how is to defeat the Jewish people. <laughs> and, and amazing, amazing. For you Nisim, know what? Nisim, the Rambam says, "I serve Sone et Yaakov." Yes. And you know something? I'll tell you. Something. I want to tell you a story. I had a professor in college, in the university. He was so brilliant. He was so. So brilliant, and he was such a, 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 a unbelievable professor, and I respected him tremendously. And I, he really, really amazed me on so many levels. And you need to know, at the end, when I was in school, he was the biggest against me from all the professors. He he hated me, and he once had a discussion with me. And he said, you think that you could be a rabbi and a psychologist? How do you mix the two? 
that psychology doesn't believe in God. He gave me this whole speech. And he made my life miserable. It took me a whole extra year to finish because of him. And I was thinking to myself, why did this happen to me? But it was very clear why it happened to me. Because I respected this guy. And I thought for a while, I thought this guy was something. But Kadosh Baruch Hu put in his hands to be a behemoth, to be a, 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 a horrible person to me. I saw that, you know what? It's nothing to do. The guy could be the most brilliant, intelligent guy in the world. He can't help himself. You know, that's, we know, Bilam, you know, Bilam, yeah. he knew he, he faced God. You know, he faced God. He knew the God. He knew that everything is right, but in the end, the this choice was exactly the opposite. Because to believe in God uh, is not a simple thing. No, no but you see, the, the, when yeah. things, you know, when you see, you're supposed to see the light. You're still supposed to write, the, the, you know, and this is something that, you know, amazing me all the time. You know, I went so many religious. Myself, you know, I went so many religious. I would go with Shakir, Shakir, you know, all this kind of, uh, this, and I saw that this is, is not, it's not working. You know, something that's wrong here. And, you see these people, you know, like, like I, I, with all the respect, I love, I love the Indian culture. I have this. And with you, you see, they see that they take a, a rat and kissing the rat. And <laughs> it's, it's true. You know, know. And, and it's admired. And they pray to cows. They pray to the crowd. They My pray favorite the food. Yeah, no, you know, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not making fun of them. You know, God really not. Because the Kadosh who put them in a certain position, they in a certain have... software, to just to accept you know something? this. Just want to say, and this is what I when I work with kids, often this is what I always feel and I say that to believe in Hashem, to believe in Hashem, it's a masoret, it's in our blood, it's in our genes, it's not something that we can help. And uh, uh, Bilam, Bilam, he could have God talking to him directly. And not believe in Hashem. Why? Because it's not in his genes. Yeah, I, I want to tell you something. First of all, we in, in the Jewish religious, what I found is no such a thing. Believe. We call it emuna. Emuna. Right. What is the word? Where the emuna coming from? From lo, royal and loyal. Loyal, right? You know this right. aminut. Aminut is like right. aminut. I'm thinking. You know, is ordering us to know him, to understand him because his existing is something that we, it's not something I believe that you're existing. I believe that we know without all the, our religious is based on knowledge. Knowledge. knowledge that you, nobody, nobody could uh, uh, disprove the Torah, you know, the meaning of the, the history. It's not history. It's not, it's a comment, it's a Torah. But I'm saying, but to the world that it happened, the Netinata Torah, the Bnei Israel, it's in the world's history yes. it happened. For us, it's everything. But you know what? It says, Vahavta et Hashem Elokecha, So, in psychology, someone once asked, how could God command an emotion? How do you command, love me? Love me. Isn't love something... So, so what, what kind of ridiculous is? But if you continue, so how how do you love Hashem? 
If you take the Torah and you incorporate it into your every action and you do things and everything that you do is according to the Torah, every action that you accomplish is with the Torah, that's how you love Hashem. Because through that you know Hashem and through knowing Hashem you love Hashem. And also so, what is love? What is love? What is love? What love is what love. Have give, giving. Yeah, giving. Love is giving. But the fact is to me it's amazing, okay? HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs nothing from me. He needs nothing from, from... But what does he want? He wants the Torah of He wants to hear the little words of Torah from children. You think he wants Chidushim from Chaim Ibrisk. Okay? You think that he'd say... Of course he wants that. But what he appreciates most is the... Is the, is, the, is the squeaky little voices of Tinochot Shobet Rabban because it's the purest, purest connection to Hashem. And you know what? This is how you tell children about what's happening. Don't worry, be happy. We were never governed by world events. The Jewish people were never governed by world events. The whole world is going to crumble around us and we're just going to be in Yerushalayim just doing our thing. That's the way it always was. If we keep and we keep the Torah and we love Hashem and we and we and, and you know what? Everybody, everybody loves Hashem now. Everybody is close to Hashem, and you just have to be part of the movement, if you will. And you'll see, you'll see. It, 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 it. That's the way I would explain it to my kids. Um, but I think that it's, I think that it's just so clear. To me, what Hashem, it, it, what, what, what's happening in the world, I think it's just so clear. And and why aren't people afraid? It's just because you know what. But I love it. I love it the way uh, uh, the way they say. Israel has its own way of taking care of things. <laughs> like, don't worry about us. We 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 we, you, you know, like Hushem ben Dan. Husham, the son of Dan, when they were trying to bury Yaakov and Isav came, he was, he was, he was uh, uh, arguing. So Husham ben Dan was deaf. He didn't know what was going on. He said, what's going on? They told him, Isav's arguing. He said, what? Chop this head off, done. What are you arguing for? Finish off of this head, done. Israel has its way of doing things. We don't have to worry. We, no, we don't say, it said, you know, the team, it said, uh, if uh, if uh, if Hashem lo ishmo, shav ishmo ir, you know, right. this this is something that we always know that if a kadosh Baruch, if if somebody want to build the house, if a kadosh Baruch who doesn't help, you know, help build the house, is you can build as much as you want, and you think that you build everything, everything is not not going to be uh, uh, the right way. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, uh, it, it's it's <laughs> I saw. A clip. This this Arab is boycotting McDonald's. So I say, why are you boycotting McDonald's? Because because it's owned by Jews. <laughs> is it really it's owned by Jews? So you know, yeah, they own everything. They own everything. So I don't think it's owned by Jews. McDonald's is like one of the one things that we don't own. But boycott McDonald's? Okay, whatever. Is it England? It's, it's the guy says, really, you think it's, uh, it's always, or they give money to Jews, or something, something to do with Jews. I said, okay, and maybe. Everything is done with Jews, you know, it's. But, uh, anyways, so, this Sunday was visiting day, 
one of the most annoying days of the summer. You've been? Oh yeah, I was been. I have. Well, I had to pick up and drop off and drop off and pick up. By the time you're done picking up and dropping off, doing laundry, this and that, I get to see my kids. I got to see them for like ten minutes. So when they come back, they they came to the bungalow colony. They walked around like 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 fell asleep because they don't sleep like for three days, four days, and then that's it. It's time to go back. Yeah, it's uh basically I call it supply. Supply days, right? <laughs> Supply days. They coming. They, Baruch Hashem, you know, they was happy to see us. Yeah. And but uh, it's again, it's something that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. But I think I think that uh, I, I, I enjoy. I. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the Hello? air. Me? Yeah, you. How you doing? Yeah. What's what's, what's that? the topic? You're the topic. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Anything. Okay, what are you doing this summer? I'm going to a day camp. Day camp. And you, what, you enjoy, do you enjoy day camp? I'm going, I go last week for going to Lakewood. It didn't start yet. Today, ah, was, my, so today was my last day of school. Today was your last day of school. Oh, Mazel Tov. Yes, I'm... Starting on Monday. You're starting day camp on Monday. Okay, very good. Very good. So what's your favorite part of day camp? Trips. Trips. Okay. What's your favorite trip? I never favorite. I like them all. You like them all. Okay. I love... I, I have favorite trips. I like amusement parks. I, I love amusement parks. Yes. I love amusement yeah, parks. Yeah, I, I also do. I used to not like the, 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 I mean, there are some trips that were just better than others. Horseback riding was a good trip. That was a good trip, but, uh, but they should give us, like, really fast horses. But they should give us the horses that are on drugs that go real slow, so, like, it's not so fun. You know what I like? What? Go-kart. The karting? Go-karting, yeah. Go-karting. That's very fun. This was, uh, amazing. That's very fun. That's very mm-hmm. fun. Um... And then just you know what I like these take us like this Orange County Fair. Yeah. It's just that it's, it's just a lot of fun, a lot of like, yeah. a lot of things. But uh, all right, listen, you're gonna have a good summer, okay? Yeah. And we're expecting a, a, a good stories about this. Yeah, you're gonna tell us some good stories. You have any good stories about last week in yeshiva? Everything under control? Yeah. Yeah. You kept it good. You kept it under control. Yeah. All right, good. All right. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. Thanks for calling. And the call-in number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And that's to call in to Dr. Simcha on that's the air. Rabbi Simcha. No, just Rabbi. Simcha. <laughs> just Simcha. Do you know, I'm named after my grandmother. Her name was Simcha. Because my mother couldn't have any more kids, and they decided whatever it was going to be, it was going to be a boy or a girl. There was a simcha, and that's me. But, uh, anyways. Hi, you're on the air. You know, my granddaughter is simcha. I know, I have niece simcha. Uh, my granddaughter is simcha. It's a girl's name. Uh, no, it's a man's name. Uh, it's not, it's but by, man, by it's Moroccans, it's a girl's name. In Israel, my, my, all my aunts and uncles, they're simcha. Because yeah. they think, if it's calling simcha, yeah. it would be like, 
We call yeah, it by Sephardic we call it Simcha as a, as a girl. It's like calling me Rachel. Yeah, but <laughs> but no, it's, uh, but uh, the Ashkenaz also Simcha as a boy. Yeah, know? yeah. And but Simcha Bonim. Yes. But but listen, it, it, it works for me. The Rachaim says that uh, every name is given Rach Kodesh. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. I just want to bring up the topic, which you just spoke before, about Emunah. Yes. Okay, so people say seeing is believing. Well, I disagree. Seeing well, is not seeing believing. is not believing. Seeing is knowing. Uh-huh. We have Emunah. I'll give you a marshal. But one thing, can, I just when, t- can, I t- can I tell yeah. you something? Seeing, yeah. seeing, we find by Aisav, by Aisav, <laughs> when he said, Okay, so... He, it says, So the Mishnah Eliyahu says over there that that Aisav, Aisav lost his ability to see beyond the physical, and that that, that that his inability to see beyond the physical is 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 the is the egalut of Edom. Seeing is not knowing because you know something. If you show me something, and I don't care how much it looks like what it looks like, mm-hmm. if the Torah tells me otherwise, okay, right. then I don't know anything. If you show me oh. something, like if it, you know what, there are many cases, Rechaim Kreiser, he had x-rays that showed cancer, and he went right. and the Chazanish told him to do certain things, he went back and there was no cancer there. Because seeing is not mm-hmm. knowing, because we only see what Hashem lets us see. Sure. Um, I just wanted to share with you an interesting story which made, made me think about teams and believing. I had a friend, let's call him Yossi. He always used to talk about his father's BMW, which he had. And I always used to believe him, and I believe whatever this friend Yossi told me. One day, I asked him, Yossi, could I see your father's BMW? He tells me, sure. That minute, I realized that now, if I want to see it, I don't believe him anymore. Because I want to know what I see, and I want to know it's true. So until now, I, I trusted him, but now I don't trust him anymore. So too, by Hashem, if we believe in Hashem, we don't have to see any miracles, we don't have to see anything. We just believe him because he's our father, and we don't need any proof. The second we ask for proof, shows that we are a step lower than before, that I, I, we don't trust him anymore. I, I, I disagree with what you're saying, Can I'll tell you why. Forgive me. Yep. Because the relationship between us and Hashem started with Hashem. Hashem chose us. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hashem picked us and chose us and identified us and He raised us like a baby. The way mm-hmm. I look at it is that when you have a, a baby and their father or a baby and their mother and the baby was raised by their mother, a mother, a child can pick out their mother from a crowd of a hundred people. They just look, they can see, they can, they can feel their mother from that for the distance and no matter how many women will try and hold this baby the baby's not going to stop crying till its mother holds her because right. that is the that is the 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 tangible that that's that's the 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 depth of the relationship and mm-hmm. there's a story with Rukhaim Velazhin where there were nine sons and only one son was the real son of a, of a person, and they had a yard site, 
and they didn't know how to yarshin the 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 the, the, the to, they should go to the real sun. And Rechaim Velazhin said everybody should go to the caver on the shleishim and should go and beat the caver until a, a voice came out saying who the real sun is. So Rechaim Velazhin went to the caver on the shleishim and he counted eight children. He said, "Where's the ninth? They said, "I don't know. He didn't come." They went. They looked for him. He's sitting at home. They said, "What are you doing home?" He goes, "Why would I beat my father's caver for money?" He goes, "My right. father is to be mevazem. My father's caver for money. I don't want the money." So Rukhaim Velazhin said, "That's the son. That's the son. The right. son has a a a, a kesher that is not is not tangible. It's not something you could feel. It's not something you could see. It's 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 just." Right. And that's Emunah. Jew knows, knows, in their kishkas. I want to say. And now we understand why we say we have to Hashem Alekecha because He's the one who loved us first, and so now right. we have to love Him back. But, but we know, we know in our kishkas. But I want to, I want to add yes. something. Yes. That it's Hashem is commanding us to know mm-hmm. Him. It's not something that is come to you and that just believe in me. He said Vayadata. And you know me. It doesn't, it doesn't just so, you know, that believe on me. And it, it just appear on us, on a three million witnesses, 600,000 adults, and appear to Am Israel, and they call all this Nesim, it's because he wanted to show us, not like the other religious that has come to us, somehow they claim it, that come to their, you know, to their prophet on the Kadosh Baruch Hu said, "Ve'yadata ayom et Hashem elokecha." He commanding us to know Him. And you know what to know Him is meaning that to know that He is here, is every place, and, and the Torah what? is Torah. The Torah is coming from Elishon Oraah. It's the manual for us. And I challenge everybody, everybody listening, to know Hashem. Just keep tabs every day. How many times a day you feel Yad Hashem in your life? You'll see. You write it down. Every day you feel a hundred times a day. You feel Yad Hashem. That's right. We have the Thank You Hashem 40 Day Gratitude Challenge. That's right. And you, 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 and you write, can get it. And you can get it here at J-Root. You just write down how many times you feel Hashem. And you know what? That's how you know. That's how you know that Hashem is there. And, 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 and it's a big chesed. Because you know what? Hashem doesn't have to give that to us. It, it's like, right. you know what? It's like, I, I, went, I, went, I went to the, 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 the first Israel has a, a concert at the, at the dinner. So my son was in the concert. So I'm pushing to the front, I'm pushing to the front. So some, some very bright person says, what are you pushing for? You can see it from here. I said, no, mm-hmm. but he can't see me. He can't see me. I wanted him to see me, that I was in front and that I was looking at him. The truth is, I couldn't really determine his voice from all the other croaking frogs, but I wanted him to see me. And Hashem wants us to see him, because Hashem loves us so much. And Hashem wants us to know how much he loves us. So he gives us all of these opportunities. And you know so another beautiful thing we did say before you said a line which is very powerful. Don't worry, be happy. And some people right. say like, what does that have to do with each other? And the truth is, the only way how to be happy is if you don't worry. Tamim tiyeim Hashem elokecha. It's my motto in life. Hitalech imovet mimut. Rashi says, walk with Hashem in tamimut. Just go with Hashem with faith, and Hashem will be with you. 
Tamim tiyad. Don't worry about things because you know what? Hashem has it all under control. He has it all under control. And people, there's a Gemara in the Darim that says that people that worry bring Someone who worries brings worry on themselves. It doesn't pay Hashem. We have to, you know what? My, my, my father, may rest in peace, lived by that motto. And we were once, a story, an amazing story, in 1979. You know how many years ago that was? That was like a long time ago. They didn't even have cordless phones in 1979. It's all my day. <laughs> they had, they had very, very, and, and we were driving to the airport. He had to get to the airport to go to Israel for a Levaya. And we're in a cab, and he says to my mother, he says, I don't have a passport. So what do you mean you don't have a passport? His passport was expired. So my father, Allah Shalom, said that he used to say, don't worry. Don't worry. Hashem, 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 So we stopped off at the side of the road. He had to find two dimes to make a phone call. He made a phone call to Congressman Frank Horton. I remember the guy's name. I was 16. He said, Congressman Horton, my name is Rabbi Cohen. I need a passport. I need to get to Israel. I don't have a passport. So the congressman said, no problem. You're going to Monroe County Airport. He mm-hmm. had his girl fly in from Albany in a helicopter, meet us at the airport. She took mm-hmm. pictures of my father, filled out the paperwork. She flew into uh, Rockefeller Center. She was at Kennedy Airport with a passport before we got there. Nice. Meaning... Nowadays, if, if, if Hashem wants it to happen, don't worry. It'll happen. However, it's going to happen. You know what's also, and I, I found it all the time, that many times they're thinking, oh, oh why we didn't get it? Why we didn't do it? It's not because why we didn't get it, because the Kadosh Baruch Hu think it's not good for us. Right. It's not good for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, so many times we think, oh, this is good for us. And it's not working. It's I heard not someone working. said, I daven all the time, yes. I daven all the time, Hashem never gives me what I want. No, sometimes Hashem says no. Sometimes yes. Hashem says, when I was davening for a shidduch, so let's say it didn't work out, so my mashkiach, and may have a not well, he used to say, what do you want Hashem to send you a telegram with the, with the identifying information, this girl's <laughs> not for you? Right. So she said no to you. He's, and he was right. He said, you don't like to say no to people and make them feel bad. So Hashem says, okay, so you'll end up feeling bad. But it's right. all from Hashem. You know, I tell my, I tell my kids, you know, that Shidduchim, for the, talking of Shidduchim, oh, exactly. I tell my kids, I tell them, if any of you sit and fold knocks, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send you the Shidduch into the fold knocks. Do you want to know I believe by and this. I got engaged. The night I got engaged to a different girl, as soon as I got engaged, my best friend was in the same lobby at the higher regency. And he, he motions to me to meet him in the bathroom. So anytime I would meet him on a date, we'd go to the bathroom at 9 o'clock and we'd just say hello. It was like I said, our thing. So I just got engaged. I was very excited to go tell him. So I go to the bathroom. So he tells me, I have to tell you something. I said, no, I have to tell you something first. He says, no, I got to. I said, mine's more important. He goes, what? I said, I'm a chassan. I just got engaged five minutes ago. He goes, oh, okay. I said, so tell me your thing. He goes, forget it. I said, well, forget it. He goes, nah, it doesn't matter. I said, what do you mean it doesn't matter? He goes, I was going to tell you that the girl I'm dating is perfect for you. And I'm sitting there the whole time, and all I'm thinking about is the fact that this girl is perfect for Simcha Cohen. I said, you're right, forget it. 
Make okay. a long story short, I broke off the engagement with the first girl. A year later, a year later, my friend's father, who's very scary, calls me up and says, I need a favor from you. I said, what's the favor? He goes, I need you to date my friend's daughter. I said, that's not a favor. I said, that's like, I, he goes, no, I, I told them that you're going to date her. I said, You've, you said yes without asking me? He goes, yeah. I said, oi, that's really not good. He goes, but you got to do it. I said, fine. He tells me her name. She's from Muncie. I said, I'm a Sephardic guy from Rochester living in Brooklyn in the Sephardic community. I can date a girl from Muncie, Ashkenazi girl. All right, whatever. Long story short, that's my wife. The day I became a Chatan, my friends from the Hyatt Regency called me up and said to me he wants Shadchanis because he was on a date with my wife. <laughs> a year before, that was who he was dating. So I told him he should have locked me in the bathroom and told the first girl that I, I jumped out a window or something. But, you see, Hashem doesn't let it happen. If it's not, I wasn't supposed to marry the first girl. I was supposed to marry the second girl. But it's also in the timing. Yeah. Not a single moment before and suddenly after. That's right. This is what Akadosh Baruch Hu, this is the timing of Akadosh Baruch Hu. But, but right. Now, we have a problem now coming up. For the nine days, because it says that the Mishnah Masav and Matan Hashemus, we have to decrease happiness. How do we do that? Um, How can we decrease happiness if uh, it's a mitzvah to be happy? So I was thinking that there's two types of happiness. One, which is called don't worry and be happy. So that's true happiness. Then there's the other type of happiness, which is just a fake smile happiness, and that's be worried and be happy. So that happiness we should have to decrease, and other happiness, true happiness. You should increase. I think the Torah gives us guidelines of how of how to at the simcha. He gives us guidelines of not of sicha and basar and simcha The Torah gives us guidelines. What's beautiful about the Torah and about halacha is it gives us the guidelines. So a person person let's say hears good news and they smile and during the nine days says not necessarily they're not over and avira, but if a person mm-hmm. is over geder. Of 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 uh, of of one of the darim of the nine days of simcha, then they're, then they're over. You know, it's 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 an amazing thing how the Torah helps us with emotions. I had a 13 year old boy who lost his father, and he spent the whole year of avilut, and then afterwards, all of his friends started having bar mitzvahs. So he started it was after the shana, and he could he was allowed to go to bar mitzvah. He told me, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I told him, that's the beauty of the Torah. The Torah tells us, Avilud for a father is a year. Now, you finished your year, you're allowed to go. You fulfilled your obligation. You did what you have to do, and now you have no guilt, and you can go, and you can keep, you can, you're keeping the Torah. It's not disrespect to your father. You can go. And you know something? I met him later, and I told him, that that's the beauty of the Torah. It is the Torah's most liberating, liberating thing in the world. He's now a Ben Torah. He's a Yeshiva boy. He told him, explaining it to him that way helped him so much. See the beauty of halacha, the beauty of the rules. It's so it's, it's unbelievable. And unbelievable. you know, you know when, when you're sitting shiva, like the first three days is for the crying, and then later it's you know recover. I remember myself that uh, the shiva when I sit on my parents. It was one of the most exciting, I don't know, so-called exciting. Cathartic. Yeah, it's... it's That's what they call it. 
It's something very, very important, you know. And I, but beside the simcha, you know, what I tell you, tell you something. First of all, we have to be sameach every tefillah. We have to be sameach. You cannot pray by yitzvot. This by the Zohar, by the all. You must pray by simcha. Yeah, uh, I know that the Lev Nishbar, you know, you have in a certain places you have to be uh, talk with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, like a father, like a father that they listen, and and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is listening to us. But the idea that we have such a huge father, that somebody does something that uh, you, you can fulfill everything, and he knows what is good for you, this is big, uh, make you uh, make me happy about it. This is make me happy about it, you know, and I'm I'm just. Jumping on them when I said Hodul Hashem Kitov Kilolam Chazdo, you know, it's something unbelievable. Or when you say Amen, Yesh Me Rabba Me Barach, you know. Think how many so times I say in Tefillah how much Hashem loves us and how much we love Hashem. It's an amazing thing. It, 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 how many times we reiterate the relationship between Hashem and us. It's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Do you know something? Actually, one more point before I go. I just want to get a point because I know Rabbi Cohen, he is busy with um, making kids happy. Now, the truth is a lot of kids go through hardship. Now, yeah. the easiest way for a kid, all the kids are listening now at the radio show, should hear one small point and that's going to change their life. If a person loves themselves, which means they care about themselves, they take care of themselves, such a person will always be happy and no one will be able to bother you. If you believe in yourself and you take care of yourself, then you'll be a happy kid. That's very true. And believing in yourself means being honest with yourself. And true. being honest with yourself means knowing knowing what I can do and what I can't do, and knowing that I could do, I, that, that, that to try and do, that to try and learn and try and change. You know something? To not be, to not be upset if, 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 I, if I'm not something that, that you know, when, when, I was one, when I was very heavy, someone walked over to me and they, were, they wanted to get me upset. So they said, well, well, uh, I'll tell you the story. I understand. We were on a bus going to a wedding. And it was a closed bus and there was someone who was smoking. And it was bothering. I, I smoked at the time. It's Hayom. And this person was smoking. It was bothering people. So I walked over to him and I said, can you do me a favor? Can you stop smoking there? women in the front of the bus that are having trouble breathing. And he said, he said to me, I paid my $30 for my seat. I'm allowed to smoke. I said, but how can you, how can you live with yourself knowing that you... So his only answer to me, the only answer to me was, well, you're really fat. <laughs> and so I looked at him and I said, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> really? I thought I was swollen. Okay. I thought I was having an allergic reaction to a strawberry. I mean, I can't believe I'm fat. Oh, my gosh. Does anybody have a mirror? Like, hello. I mean, I, I was fat most of my life. So guess what? I, I kind of, like, figured that one out. Tell me I'm stupid. I would have problems with that because I always thought I was pretty smart. But tell me I was fat? Like, you know, I can't, so for me to, to – to, I, I think one of the – most troublesome kids, the things are people that are very fat that wear clothing that's like five sizes too tight, that they mm-hmm. think that that makes them look skinny. I just stay away from them because I'm afraid a button might pop off and take out my eye. <laughs> but, but, but I think that, you know what, people need to be realistic. You know, kids li- li- liking yourself and, and being happy with yourself for who you are. 
And, sure. and, and, okay. Thank you very much. Really, really good call. Thank you. Bye bye. You know, Simcha, we spoke about so many times about love yourself. Yeah. Because without love yourself, you cannot love nobody. That's right. And right. to understand why you love yourself, this is all something. But if you want to start love yourself, take a mirror and put a mirror in front of your face and just smile to yourself. But you want to know something? Loving yourself is also, you have to be able to do things that make yourself proud. People have to let children be proud. Mrs. Brudney, may she rest in peace, the wife of Rebellia Brudney from Mir Yeshiva, she was at Sadeket, like I never in my entire career of teaching and school ever met a teacher like this person. She was unbelievable. What she used to do with kids, when a kid did well on a test, she used to take them on a march of pride. She used to walk them from classroom to classroom in the building. And she used to knock on the door. And she called the teacher and said, can I show you what this student did? Can I show you how beautiful this student did? And how do I know? My office was in the basement, in the little corner of the basement. And she used to make it all the way down to my office. She used to knock on my door and say, Dr. Cohn, you have a second. Can I, can I fell a second? And when you see, you would see kids, their face would be beaming like, like, like a neon sign. Nothing great. This way, what she told me once was, this way, this kid feels at home on every floor in this building. Walks into the dining room, the kid feels like a million bucks. Every teacher that passes him or her. I want to tell you something that uh, really uh, Rabbi Weinberg used to do it a lot. And I know personally that I, I used to get, and my wife, gets, are you sure, Mrs. Losari, are you sure that this is your son? She was scared, you know. What happened? What happened? You know, he asked Shataki schmuck question, something that is unbelievable, you know, and he's going all over the world. And my children was so enthusiastic about it and getting, and they met. I, I, I personally, I'm personally, and, and I think that everybody is missing him. You know, it's already three years, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but he was unbelievable, unbelievable. Never know, met I, a man like I, him. I was so. You know, with all my disagree, agreement, we used to fight, we used to argue with the Lord, you know. But it was something. He was an Ish Kadosh, and he was a quintessential Mechanech. I've sat in meetings with him, with every type of child. He was a quintessential Mechanech, even to the point where there were students that he had that got married, and he kept in touch with them. He was He was not from this world. He was not from this world, apparently. Apparently, Hello. but but a generation, a generation. How many perot? How many generations were raised by this man? It's it's unbelievable. But you know something? It's it's. I remember when I was in sixth grade. When I was in sixth grade, I got one of my first good report cards. My father was a rabbi. He was always busy, so he says, "Come on, let's go. We're go- we're going." So he took me first, and now listen how many years. Sixth grade, I was 11 years old. That's 40, that's 39 years ago. That's 40 years ago, okay? He took me first to Peyashiv Akwal, to Paul Commissar. I remember the guy's name. 
We daven mechar beat there, and 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 he let me say shiram alot. Then he took me to Carvel's, and he told Mr. Silverman, "This is how clear the memory is." And Mr. Silverman, I should get an extra ice cream because I did well in school. And Mr. Silverman, he's probably long gone, the older man, he gave me this huge wash banana boat. <laughs> and my father used to always be upset if I ate too much ice cream. And then my father pulled out of the trunk of his car his bowling ball and his bowling shoes. When he was younger, they used to go bowling in Rochester. What else is there to do except for watch watch the grass grow? But... <laughs> He used to go bowling with the other rabbis. He had his own set of shoes. His bowling. He took me bowling. He showed me how to bowl. And the time, I'll never forget that period of time. And I, every time I went into Carvel's afterwards, Mr. Silverman said, hey, that's the rabbi's son. He did good in the school. When you, when you brag about your kids, when you brag about your kids and you tell people good things about your kids, it goes such a long way. It goes to, because you know what? I, I like going to Carvel much more afterwards. I don't know if it was such a good thing for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you have to, you have to be able to brag about your kids. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's something so important. But, uh, anyways. And we have, we have a tendency, too many people have a tendency of complaining about their kids. I, 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 I have such a difficulty with parents that sit and complain about their kids. First of all, because I was married eight years, I didn't have kids. And when I used to hear people complain about their kids, I wanted to really yell at them and say, how are you complaining? Hashem gave you children, and then you have nothing to complain about. But now, Baruch Hashem, I have, thank God, a, a beautiful family. I appreciate so much. There's, there's, there's nothing... I, I, I think that parents need to really think twice before they 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 just have nothing to do but complain about their kids. Okay. You know, that's, uh, we said in the, I think the, in the Gemara said Monday kapid man kapidim You know, right. and basically I think that when a parent is makpid on his children, a children makpidim on him. You know, it's, right. it's something that's it's a, a physical law. You know, you try to be a complainer. So we'll get it, complainer. As we said in the, you know, Rabbi Arush, and we're talking about Sharaf Betoda and all these things, things you can get about that. Always, when you start complaining about the job, about the finance, you know, about, you get it a backlash. You can have feedback, you know, a backfire on yourself all the time. That's what I, you know, I said. You have to to look at the positive on every. My kids ask me. Every, one of my kids said, how was your day? I had a standard answer. Always fabulous. Doesn't matter. So you look tired. Always fabulous. How was your day? Always fabulous. Sometimes it's not so fabulous. But I have to say, that's my standard answer. Uh, but this is, it's, it's the right, it's the good, what do you want to say? I, tell you, I, I said like this, it's the best things that Kadosh Baruch Hu won me. Even, even now, I, let, let, let's do something. So, we allowed to be upset. But the Kadosh Baruch Hu didn't make angels, you know. Right. You give us, uh, sometimes you get a patch on the face, and, you know, you, you get uh, upset, you get annoying, you know, some, some, some friend did to you something wrong, some, you know. But we have, in the end, in the end of the row, to understand this is a messenger from the Kadosh Baruch Hu. This is the stick to, to teach us 
to look how we are disappointing sometimes the Kadosh Baruch Hu, sometimes disappointing ourselves. But you know what? It's a very, very big impact on me. It says that, that especially now we're coming on to the Avilut for the Chorban. For the so many of the Kinot talk about Hashem who's with Abel. Hashem is also the Avilut. Hashem is also the Galut, not without Am Yisrael. He's not sitting on chairs when we're on floors. He's also the Avilut. The parents who, who punish kids or are Makbidim on kids, and then they pretend like it doesn't bother them, and they act, they shoot, they act callously, like it doesn't make a difference. I think that's also a very, very hard thing. Do you think, do you think in parent, as a parent, myself, if I have a punish, you think I slept good? Can I tell you I, something? I, I once can... had to send my child off the table, and I didn't eat until he came back. He says, why didn't you eat? I said, I'm not, my family, my kids are not, my family's not complete. You didn't excuse yourself from the table. I had to punish you. I'll wait till you come back. But your soup is cold. I said, it doesn't matter. I can't, I'm not having a good appetite if you're not at the I table. I tell you, I don't, many times it happened to me. I barely sleep and I just, it's, it's very annoying. Very, very annoying to think about. And I had the incident and I, I recently, I went, I asked for Mechila, and, uh, you know, things that, it's, it's, it's tough to be a parent, to be a, you know, and I, I imagine many times I tell my wife, I said, you know, imagine Avinu Shebashamayim, our Kadosh Baruch Hu, how we think, how, how, how we feel about us when we're doing stupid but, but things, you know. When well, it's parenting is something that a person has to work on 24-7. It's something that it's something that you have to put. It's it's not you know what it's not something that that you could be you could be easy on. You have to work on it twenty four seven. Every single thing that 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 we do, we have to think of twice, three times, and a lot of times that means yes, saying no, and and you know what, I said no to one of my kids and I felt guilty about it, and then and then I, I you know. I rethought it and I spoke to my rabbi and then I said, no, I have to say no. So I told him. I said, you know, I'm sorry I said no to you. He goes, it's okay. It's okay. You're allowed to say no. No is sometimes... No, this no is... Uh, look, I, I tell you one thing. That no, I'm... but my, the, the fact is that, that the child needs to know. If it's always no, then the child's not going to accept it. But since... There's a cheshbon involved. Since I think about it, and I give it, and I say to my child, let me think about it. It was a question of going on a trip. So I want to discuss it with my rabbi. I'd like to ask an opinion. And so that also teaches my child that I have somebody to speak to. I came back, and I said, no. He said, it's okay, you could say no. If I'm allowed to hear no, and I accept the no. You know, this is the, okay. Discipline is something else. This is, we know, we're talking about. It's not. I don't think the topic of the question. Is, I think the kids knows and they need this discipline. They know they need the strong parents because otherwise you will losing them because they they will try you all this the power game. I want to go back a little bit uh, backwards about the religious and stuff. Like this, you know about. Uh, I, you know, I had I have a, one of uh, associates that uh, I did. I did. I true. I didn't know that I'm not Jewish, and he, I thought he's a Jewish, a Russian Jewish, and uh, 
and we start talking about, I give them some, we give them uh, information about, you know, uh, define information with Russian, you know, with, with Yossi Mizrahi, talking about Shabbat. Seems very, very interesting. And then suddenly it's throw throw the bomb, you know, that talking about, oh, the God of the Jewish is very, very severe on revenging. Okay, okay. He is very, very nice because he cannot tolerance, you know, the, uh, that people don't follow his way. And said, listen to me. And this is what my, I, I was, I was, I said, listen to me. If you have two children, one is a genius. And one is like, ah, not so good. And the genius is sitting and learning and this, and you expect from this genius boy to work his brain out and you will rest. From one side, you will provide everything, but you will be very, very strict with him on his training and his all, what was, was his talent, right? And you won't because you want the maximum from this boy. But you see, the other kids is not such, you know, smart. And this way he got the seven. But whenever Jewish boy, he has six thirteen. Kadosh Baruch Hu wants the court at Bnei Israel and the Obalim Torah Mitzvot. He gave him Torah Mitzvot six thirteen. It's not a punishment. It's a way of appreciation of demanding from us. It, Akadosh Baruch Hu was because he knows our, our ability and our, our elite unit or the royalty of that we have in our, upon ourselves. And this, they were really stuck on this answer, you know, and because uh, it said, you got seven. You got seven. So you know what? There's, there's, there's an there's issue over here. People don't understand, have trouble understanding. The Jewish people have a lineage it's not broken. It started at some point. It started. It started with Abraham Avinu. It started with Yitzchak. It started with Yaakov. And that's our genetic line. So the difference is a real difference. It's not just something that 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 is like a nice thing. Oh, you're from this place. I'm from this place. It whether we it's 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 a strain of genetic makeup that just travels differently. You know this, uh, I'm talking about genetics, so you know, you go and the, the, uh, I think uh, National Geographic created uh, a screening of genetic and they found that the, the Jewish basically doesn't matter, Jews from Yemen and Jewish from Poland right. and as the same, especially with the Kohanim, you know, right. the Kohanim as, as some similar, similar genetic uh, right. uh, line up of a Jewish, of a Jewish, uh... and and you know something? It's very interesting that there's this research that was done by this professor um, in Harvard. It's called many many minds, many masters. And he did he did, and it's very, it's very it's controversial. But he's it's, he did hypnosis, and he was able to reduce people to prior lives. Yeah, and he has a lot of documented. A lot of documented. And there was a guy that wrote about it also. He said, he said, everybody that he did it with could have been taking them back to, there was one person taking them back to an American Indian tribe, one person to a pilot that died in World War II. To Jewish people, always, always 
were reincarnated from Jewish people. They never had a Jewish person hypnotized that came a prior life that was not related to Judaism. It says, it's, it, Tim was an enigma. But it, 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 it's, it's a fact that, that, that the, the, the chosen people, okay, for lack of better term, is a chosen people. Yeah. I want to, to mention about the day. First of all, thank you for texting us, you know, and yes. the guy that, uh, the guy that texting about Judaism is nothing to do with believe. Hashem tell us, Da'at Hashem Elokecha. Emunah meaning steadfast, not believe. As they say, Moshe and the war of the Amalek, Vayi Adav Emunah, his end didn't believe. There was steadfast, steadfast. What do you call steadfast? Okay. And again, about six thirteen, opportunity to become closer to Hashem. Yes, this is hundred percent. And about the dinim of mimatim uh, besimcha, I would say this is the, the not in this hour show. Ori Rabbi Ori Nachum will be will give this halachot. Yeah, I mean the Torah tells us how to be mimatim besimcha. You know what? It, it's I mean, but even on a regular on a regular basis, you know something? When a person really feels feel sadness when when I lost my father after around six months someone said hey let me take you out let me cheer you up I said I don't want to be cheered up I'm not in the mood I want to be sad I don't, I don't feel like I don't feel like doing something to make me I don't feel like being happy right now I want to be sad this is our time this is our time to really really uh, integrate it's a very sad time it's a very terribly sad time we have to in order to be a part of this nation in order to be a part of this experience we have to experience the sadness you know my son asked me a really interesting question that I never I never. I was telling him he was maybe 11 I was telling him about Kamsa Bar Kamsa so you know the story that Kamsa came to the party Bar Kamsa he eliminated him, and because he got upset, so he started this whole thing with the Romans. So my son asks me, Dad, you think he felt bad? I said, what do you mean? So he created this whole problem, this Kamsa guy, and he made all these things, and the whole, the, the whole Kurban came from it. Do you think he, like, had regrets afterwards? You think he felt bad what he did? He says, or the guy that didn't invite him to the party, do you think he's, I should have invited him to the party? I should have, eh. So I said, you know what? Who knows if they even realized? Who knows if they even realized that this is why it happened? A very big part of making mistakes is feeling bad. Feeling bad afterwards. Feeling regret person does something, something wrong happens, feeling genuinely upset about it is a very important thing. And to be able to see what happens and to recognize when things happen because of us and to feel bad about it, that's very important. Because you know what? That takes away a lot of the damage. 
Do uh, you have a doctor? You want to say what's your number to reach you? Yes. Okay. Yes. My number to reach me is. I'll, I'll take out. I'll respond. No, but say it also, you know. <laughs> I'm afraid. I get pranked. Oh, you don't want to say? Okay, so if somebody wants... If, if, if somebody wants to answer your question, they can contact me at askdrsimcha at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-S-I-M-C-H-A at gmail.com. And then I'll give you my number that way. But... Um, But, but uh, in, in, that's the best way to communicate with me is by that Gmail. That's askdrsimcha at gmail.com. Um, um, so anybody that wants to ask me a question, they can feel free to contact me that way. And uh, I'm more than happy to connect. Um, Oh, okay. I typed in the wrong thing. Okay, you typed in the wrong place. Okay, let me just. I got it. I got it. Anyways, I think that this is. You know what? I think that I I sit and I listen to Rabbi Shimshon share says keynote, and he just says the most beautiful commentaries and the most beautiful explanations. And this year it's on Sunday, so I'm going to be in the mountains, and I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm hoping that maybe he'll have. And if not, then Rabbi Rabbi Moshe Leaf also has unbelievable keynote, unbelievable keynote. And you sit and you you feel you feel the the you feel a part of Kali Yisrael. You know, we have uh, thirty seconds to finish. So I want to tell you, Doctor, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you to our, our great technician, Nussan. Nussi. Nussi. And... Uh, what an incentive to come. So nice to see you. No, and... I, uh, I am so happy to see Really happy to... That is uh, join us. You know, I tell you, that it's Baruch Hashem. We have a beautiful, beautiful kids from the... Uh, Uscope and really appreciate the Uscope uh, helping yeah. us a lot. Oh, Hashem. My okay. son went to Camp Simcha today. Oh, yeah? He's volunteered for two weeks. Oh, beautiful. I'm very proud of him. Okay. My All right. Daughter, my daughter used to be going there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. This is it. Over now. Next week, we are on. Yeah, we are. It's going to be after Tisha B'Av. No, after? No, before Tisha B'Av. No. Next week before the Shabbat. What is next, 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 next week is before the Shabbat. Oh, next week is nine okay. days. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's I'll be all right. Play it.